I walked into a well-known VC's office and I pitched my idea for setting a new standard in the supplement industry and how important it was to have better prenatal vitamins in the category. And he said, you know what? You can either start a family or a business, but you can't do both. I think it's not fair for consumers to have to question if something is safe or if something is effective. That should be the baseline. That should be the mm -hmm. standard. I know where the food ingredients that I'm putting in our family's body comes from. My biggest question when I started the company is like, why can't I know where the ingredients are coming from that are in my supplements? My name's Mimi Bouchard, founder of Superhuman, the transformational app that helps you become your future self so that you can finally start attracting more joy, abundance, health, wealth, and love into your life. And that's also my mission on this podcast. Meet people whose lives have been transformed in big and small ways, but always for the better. They tell me how they did it so that you can too. Kat Schneider, I am so excited to have you on the Mimi podcast today. You're an inspiration. The more I was researching you before this episode, the more I was in awe of everything that you've achieved. You are an extremely successful businesswoman, and you are also a mother of three, and you have created an incredible company that is seriously moving the needle in the supplement space. So I'm so grateful to have you here in person with me in LA today. And I cannot wait to dive into your story and what made Kat Schneider who she is today. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to, to chat with you more. I would say there's a lot of things that have made me who I am and inspired me to start Ritual and inspired me to have a family and create a better world for them. It started with my story as an immigrant, as a refugee. I moved to the U.S. with my family when I was four and a half years old. And we moved from Ukraine and lived in a welfare hotel in Brooklyn, moved with $50 and a suitcase and just a dream. And just seeing my dad become an entrepreneur against all odds and my mom barely speaking English, going to get her MBA and then work on Wall Street and dragging me along had a really profound impact on my life. I was recently on another podcast, Finding Mastery, and Michael was asking me what it felt like having parents like that and how did that shape my thinking and like my, you know, existence and, and thinking around business in general. And it was a big unlock for me because I realized that everything I did, I felt, even though it wasn't told to me, that I had to make it worth coming to the U.S. Wow. That's a huge realization. So do you think that a lot of this was fear and stress based or this ambition was already inside of you no matter what? Yeah, I think the ambition was always inside of me. I always knew that I wanted to start something. I always wanted to follow my dreams. I wanted mm -hmm. to think big, but I never knew what it was that I was going to start. And so I had a career in investment banking and was part of Lehman Brothers until it was the biggest bank failure in history. I worked in a startup to being the right hand to the CEO of Universal Music to eventually running an investment fund in LA for Troy Carter, who was Lady Gaga's manager, managing a fund of over 70 companies, everything from Uber, Dropbox, Warby Parker, Spotify, and had just been so inspired by not just my dad, who is an incredible entrepreneur, but all these really incredible entrepreneurs that I had met 
on the fun side of things. And I knew it was my destiny to create something. And I just never knew what it was because there wasn't anything that I just, you know, you have all these ideas all the time. I, as if you're, if you're like me, I think of a new business every day, but then you kind of move on to the next thing. And with the ritual, I got pregnant and I couldn't stop thinking about prenatal vitamins. And I couldn't stop thinking just about how opaque the supplement industry was and just how important it was to set a whole new standard for what people were putting in their bodies every single day. And it felt like everything clicked. It felt like a calling for me. And I actually think, you know, we were talking about this before the show, but I actually think pregnancy allowed some of that creativity, allowed some of that analytical thought to kind of fall by the wayside that I had and opened up this totally new world for me. So you started your massive company from nothing at four months pregnant. And when I was learning about your story, one of the standout things that you've said publicly is that when you started your company, you walked into a huge investment office or a big VC fund. I don't know what it was, but to go raise money and you walked in there and what did they say to you? This was, so I I walked into a well-known VC's office, someone I'd known for years, and I pitched my idea for setting a new standard in the supplement industry and how important it was to have better prenatal vitamins in the category. And he said, you know what, you can either start a family or a business, but you can't do both. So that moment, coming to someone that you probably looked up to, someone you've known a long time, and him telling you that you cannot do this, how did that feel in the moment? I'm the type of person where if someone tells me no, I get motivated. Such a good quality to have. It's a very good quality. I don't know. Sometimes I question that, but it's something that feels like your heart drops and then picks back up and you're excited to prove that person wrong. You're excited to take that thing on. And it actually, that experience got built into the DNA of rituals culture it became a value of ours to embrace the no's. And I often say to our team that if someone says no, it just means it hasn't been done before. No means next. Yeah, exactly. No means keep going. And I read a quote the other day where I was like, it's kind of on the similar path. Whereas if the path is clear, then you're walking on someone else's. Mm, that's such a good quote because you've I don't know if I like using this word, but you've disrupted this industry. You really have. It's so overused, that word, but it's true. You've disrupted the supplement industry. We can talk a lot more about that after the quality of the ingredients you guys use, but it's a very different supplement company to what else is out there, essentially. And you have created a new type of product. So you had to take, you know, the bunny trail. But I want to go back to this moment because... I actually think that this example of how you reacted when this VC said this to you is probably why you are where you are today. There are so many people, Kat, that would get into that situation and be so discouraged and completely lose faith in themselves and then just slowly retract and maybe not pursue this potential million dollar company. So I talk a lot about how your self-image creates your life. My work is about personal development and about how you can become more successful. And my findings have been your self-image creates your life. And it's so interesting when I interview these ultra successful business people because 
This part of their personality is always consistent. They believe in themselves so much before the thing has happened. And in turn, that has caused that thing to happen. So would you say that you've had this confidence inside of you forever? Like, how did you get this confidence? For me, I personally felt like I was a bit delusional at points being like, I can totally do that. And it's this huge mountain that I needed to climb. So talk to me a little bit more about this part of your self-image, this intrinsic confidence that you have inside of you, which has been, you know, the result into how you've been able to build this business. If I'm being honest, I haven't always been confident. I would say I was always lacking confidence, which is why I never started anything. And I would always think, oh, I'm I'm too young to start this or I need a co-founder to do X, Y, Z. I need to raise a lot more money. If I have this idea, I can't do this because I'm a woman. You have so many thoughts that hold you down. And I would say the biggest confidence booster that I had with starting Ritual was I felt like I had to do this. This was my calling. Like I felt like the supplement industry was so broken and no one was looking at it the same way that I was. And that gave me all the confidence in the world. And and it was almost interesting because people didn't see what I saw. People didn't see that we need human clinical studies on our products or that we need traceable supply chains so we can see where ingredients come from in the world. You know, like, that's crazy. Why would you list your your suppliers? That's so wild. And I knew that we needed to set better standards and that was just like so motivating that I couldn't stop. And it gave me the confidence, I think, that I was lacking. And so I think for other people that are thinking about starting something, it's like, if it's the right idea, I think you have this almost innate confidence, even if you were lacking it before. Mm-hmm. So do you think your experience having been an investor before having worked at all these big companies and these big roles, do you think that was essential to have under your belt before starting this business? I think everything you do, you're meant to do and everything you do ladders up to what you're meant to do. If that makes sense. But I think all these experiences you have, all these roles you have, all the people you meet, ladder up to what I think is your higher purpose in life. And that's what happened to me. I think I would have had a harder time raising as much money as I did on an idea. We raised several several rounds of funding pre-launch and millions and millions of dollars because I wanted to do the right thing because I wanted to start from scratch Mm. in this industry. Having been an investor, I realized there was one important thing that everyone should do. And that's not just take money from anyone, but to actually understand who you're taking money from because it's not a moment in time. It's really a partnership. It's like a marriage in a way. And so I think these kind of grains of knowledge or insight, having been an investor, are the things that I took with me when I was fundraising. I wanted to raise money from women. I wanted to raise money from people that could have been my initial customers. So they really understood what we were doing and who we we were creating products for. And now four out of five people on our board are women. Amazing. So that was really important to me. And that must have been hard because I actually recently had Jacqueline Johnson on the podcast and we were talking about how less than 2% of VC-backed companies are led by women. Yeah, less than 2% of funding goes to to female-founded companies. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And over the course of your company, you've raised, what is it, over $50 million. So that's a lot of money. And you've obviously, from the outside, created a business that 
looks like could be the top supplement company in the whole world. Mm -hmm. It looks like it's had (laughs) hundreds of millions put into it. So I'd love to ask you, like really looking at your story from A to now Z of like creating this incredible company up to this point, what are some of the biggest lessons that you learned that if you could go back in time and known these lessons, things could have been easier or have worked out better? Yeah, nothing has been easy. I think when you're As we talked about before, as you're kind of creating a new path, it's really challenging. And I started the company when I was four months pregnant because I couldn't find a prenatal that I trusted that I wanted to take. I was told by doctors to take, you know, a prescription prenatal that had lake blue coloring, that had tuna oil when I'm vegan and was told to avoid tuna in the foods that I was eating. Yeah, exactly. You're supposed to not have that. Yeah. And then I'd see products on the shelves that had ingredients like talc. And then there was this huge, you know, scandal, whatever. It was just wild to me that better options didn't exist. And then when I took a look at the broader industry, I realized that consumers like myself couldn't trust what they were putting in their bodies. And women, especially women, deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. And I think in this category, which has gone from 4,000 to 90,000 supplements in the last 30 years with little to no major updates to regulations, it's exploded. There needed to be changes. And two of the areas that, that we think about at Ritual are safety and efficacy. Does this work? And is it gonna hurt me? So what I'm hearing, Kat, is one of the bigger lessons that you can teach in business is to always be honest with an honest product. And it seems like you did everything quite right from the beginning. So I need to know your tips for looking up to you. You own a company that did over a hundred million last year. Like you are incredibly successful. You are a working mom. Please share with us. (laughs) I think the first one you hit on, which is always do the right thing. I knew for us, it was I wanted to have human clinical studies on every single one of our products. What I saw in the industry was that you had products with potentially clinically studied ingredients, but they were at the wrong dosages or the wrong forms. And so A, the baseline is to have clinical studies on the, sorry, (laughs) clinically studied ingredients at the forms and dosages that match studies, but then taking it to the next level, which is actually having finished human clinical studies on your final product is essential. So doing the right thing from investing in clinical studies to certifications to traceable supply chains, I had so much pushback, whether it was investors Mm -hmm. or team members or just kind of outside voices and and every twist and turn of the company and building it to, you know, nine figures a couple of years ago, we surpassed. It was always about what do I think is the right thing to do? Not just what do I think is the right thing to do, but what's the right thing to do by the consumer mm-hmm. and women's health. And that would be number one. That's number one. What about being a leader? Because as a, I'm a founder as well as a female founder, you know, I, I guess from the beginning, it was a bit of a challenge for me to really step into that, you know, more leadership masculine in a way energy and a few times starting this business I definitely got taken advantage of by people we'd work with or you know gotten ripped off how do you hold your ground while building a humongous business and what kind of leader do you need to be I I always thought that I had to be you know really tough and I had to be someone that I not that I'm not tough but I always thought that I had to be 
someone that I wasn't. I had to be more masculine. I had to be less vulnerable, less empathetic. And all those things weren't true. And as I've scaled ritual to, you know, years ago, we surpassed 100, 100 plus employees. It's really been a style of more vulnerable leadership and empathy. And I would say the people that are the most empathetic, that are the best multitaskers are actually moms. I would hire moms every single day if I could. But you, you really learn, I think, a lot of skills being a new parent. And I would say on the vulnerability front, I remember a few years ago and I didn't take parental leave because we were dealing with the murder of George Floyd and I wanted to step up. I just had a baby a week ago and I wanted to step up as a leader, as someone who really cares about our team and everything that's happening in the world. So I kind of came out within a week out of, out of the hospital and publicly and, and to my team, I started crying on a Zoom with our leadership team. There's about 20 of us in the Zoom. And, you know, I was going through a lot of hormonal changes, but it was part of my leadership as well to just be authentic to where I was. And a lot of people thanked me for that later. My husband, who was, who was home at the time, was shocked. He was like, how could you cry in front of your, you know, your leadership team or your executive team? But I think I, what I've learned is like the best kind of leadership especially as you scale is the most authentic and the one that people feel connected to. People aren't just working for a mission and a cause, but they're working for humans that they're inspired by and that they feel connected and authentic with. That's a great point. Being vulnerable is actually a superpower. And I personally believe that the more that we step into that feeling, emotional, beautiful part about being a woman, I actually think it makes it easier for us to create more of what we want in our lives. You can create an insanely successful business while being in that vulnerable feminine energy as a female leader. So are there any other big tips for female entrepreneurs that you would give them? I mean, it also depends on the scale of your business, but as you scale and you hire more employees, your single most important thing that you do as a leader is making good decisions. Everything is kind of binary at a certain point. It's like you have to decide, do I invest in this or that? Do I hire this person or that person? <laughs> you know, and, and it's very binary and you're always on the verge of making the right or the wrong decision, I think. And so, like you said, tapping into your intuition is so important because how can you make good decisions if you're not in tune with yourself. And I think as someone who has three children and, you know, nine figure business and a lot going on all the time, I've become almost ruthlessly carving out that time that allows me to get deeper in, into that yeah. intuitive side of myself. For me, that's working out, that's eating better. That's so many different things. But I think in the beginning too, it could feel selfish. Yeah. It could feel like, well, I'm not doing X, Y, Z, or why am I working out from nine to 10 when I should be working? Um, and so like, there's a lot of voices in your head, but I think ultimately if you're leading people, if you're leading a company or you're just raising humans, I think it's ultimately, how do you improve upon your decision-making and tapping into your intuition? Mm, because that self-care that you're doing actually helps you be more yourself, be the best version of yourself to then show up and make these decisions. So many more questions about the business side of things. How much of 
this do you think is luck? Because I can't seem to figure it out. I think it's a very small percentage intuitively, (laughs) but you know, it's also about being at the right place in the right time, I guess. I'd love to know from you because I actually haven't made up my decision yet. How much of success do you think is coming down to luck? I don't think about luck anymore. I almost feel like it's like almost like not productive, but I have developed more of a gratitude kind of attitude or Mm -hmm. practice where I'm like, wow, I'm really, I feel really grateful for this. I feel grateful Mm -hmm. for my kids. I feel grateful for my team. I feel grateful for my team at home and for yourself, for my health, for my sanity, like over my husband, all these things. And I feel like just feeling grateful has taken things for for me to the next level. But I would say a lot of our success has been a lot of like discipline, hard work, making the right decision, even if it's different from what competitors are doing in the industry or what the industry is doing. And also I have to say, as you heard in the beginning that I'm an immigrant. So no, so you had the the cards were not, or whatever was not in your favor. I don't know that quote I'm trying to say, but I completely agree. And listen, like I, my personal belief is that you're responsible for your life. And Mm -hmm. I love that empowerment, that feeling like, you know, it's not luck. (laughs) I like that feeling. And I agree with you. Everyone that I ask this to kind of has a similar answer where it's like, honestly, you know, it's a very small percentage of anything. But another question I wanted to ask you was what has been the hardest day for you as a business owner to date? I would say like maybe just going back to like starting the company that was, Mm. that was challenging. I think being told that pregnancy was niche because that was what I was really passionate about at the time, especially around changing prenatal vitamins, people telling me that women's health was niche, that postpartum was niche, menopause was niche. And all these all these men running these companies, (laughs) they don't get it. Yeah. So that was, I mean, again, I used a lot of that as fuel, but it was really discouraging in the beginning stages too. It, it kind of jars you a little bit. You're like, Oh, Am I doing the right thing? Should I be shifting this a little bit? I would say that was really hard, but I ultimately think, again, tapping into my intuition, it's like, oh, I I do want to create a company that really puts women's health at the next level, that invests in maternal health, that now has one of the leading prenatal vitamins in the US, number one on Amazon, number one online, number one at Whole Foods, you know, and, Mm -hmm. but being told that, hey, you shouldn't start the company with a prenatal, I actually took that to heart and actually didn't launch a prenatal as our first product. We had a multivitamin for two years to earn her trust. I heard about this on the, another podcast you did, and that's a super smart business move. So it seems like you do take advice from some of these, you know, VCs or, you know, these higher level entrepreneurs. And then sometimes you don't, and you're like, no, I know it works. I know it doesn't. So it's, you definitely have a very strong intuition, Kat. Yeah. And I think sometimes people are right. And it's not just coming from a negative place. I actually believe everything comes from a positive place. That's Mm -hmm. like my instinct, but Sometimes people have good instincts on things. Obviously, people saying that women's health is niche is just ridiculous. But earning the trust of a consumer online in a category that is pretty notoriously shady was the right move Mm -hmm. for us. So Kat, now tell me what has been one of the best days of you building this company. Was there a milestone you guys hit where you were just like pinch me moment all day? Was there a moment that you remember where it's just like, wow, I made it. I did this. I created a company that's changing lives. I created a company that's 
earning so much in, in revenue. It's changing the world. That's a successful company. We're changing the industry. Like what was that wow moment, that first wow moment for you? I do think for me, I, I'm wowed every day. I'm, I'm literally wowed every day when someone comes up to me on the street or, you know, they find out that I'm the CEO of Ritual or, or founder of Ritual and, and they're, they say, oh, my wife took your prenatal during like all of our pregnancies or I took your postnatal when I was, you know, nursing and it was just so important for me or, you know, I took your, you know, gut health product and it, and it helped me so much with like gas and bloating, TMI. But I think just seeing the impact that our products are having on people's health every day is kind of my reward in a way and, mm -hmm. and just being so close to it. I would say it was quite exciting to, we had just launched Amazon, I think a year ago to get that number one prenatal brand on Amazon, which is, you know, obviously a giant search engine, but just the validation that people are really trusting us during one of the most vulnerable times in their lives mm -hmm. was pretty exciting. I, I'm personally, you know, we have a lot of different SKUs and a lot of different products now, but it is still like super humbling that I'm like, wow, people trust us during pregnancy and postpartum and we're one of the leading brands. That's pretty exciting. It's pretty incredible. And there's so much more that we're doing that is like not required or not expected or, or kind of building new categories in that space. Like people said, oh, don't launch postnatal. That's so niche. But the nutrient needs during postpartum are Awesome. Massive. Um, and so I was really proud of that product. We recently launched our choline product based on the research of Marie Caudiel, who was one of our advisors from Cornell. And it showed the impact that mom having this during pregnancy had on adolescent brain development and processing speeds to all the way till age wow. seven. So like, it's pretty wild that some you, taking something during pregnancy could have an impact on your child's mental health and brain development. It's so wild. And like, I'm like, that's so, so I feel like I'm like, pinch me. I get to create products like this. That uh, are changing generations. Exactly. That's a pretty big pinch me moment becoming number one on Amazon that has like, I don't even know how many products. That's a pretty big moment. So I want to switch gears a little bit now and talk about something that I personally would love advice on. So you mentioned that you started Ritual at four months pregnant with your first. You were not necessarily set up to have a lot of cushion. I read that, you know, your husband was also starting a business around the same time. It was a big risk for you. You guys were renting out part of your duplex to, you know, help with money. So you were still, you know, it wasn't like you had a ton of cushion. Like that's a risk. Okay. On top of that, you have successful VCs telling you that you got to choose one motherhood or a business. I have a limiting belief that I'm going to admit to where I believe that I should not have kids yet because I should fully focus on my business. And then maybe in, you know, three years or so we can consider it when we can afford to hire a CEO to maybe take my place or, you know, cause right now I'm, I'm in the weeds every day. My team, I have like a dozen people. It's still pretty small business and it needs me. So I'd love your advice because I think a lot of women feel a similar way. There are a lot of women that are, you know, either the breadwinner or the, a working woman who wants her own career, who wants to make all of her dreams come true. And they might have the same limiting belief that I do where it's like, I can only do one at a time. What do you have to, what do you have to say to us? 
Look, I don't think you can have it all. And I think kind of balance is how you think about it. I, I think about balance as, and I know that's an answer you don't want to hear. You don't want to hear that you can't have it all. We Women don't want to hear that. But I think that you learn to double down on the things that you're really good at, which is a skill too. You're like ultra focused, like what can I do that nobody else can do? Mm -hmm. That's been really important for me. You learn to rely on others for help, which I was shit at, especially as like coming from an immigrant family. My mom did everything. I thought I had to do everything. And it's interesting because becoming a mom and a CEO is almost like the same training. <laughs> it's like you have to learn to hire good people at home and at work. You have to learn how to train people. You have to learn on how to rely on them, how to trust them. And you learn how to, to make really good decisions. And so in some ways I was kind of in like mom training and CEO training at the same time, but it felt very similar. And I would say that I, I learned to rely and, and hire really well. I learned what my unique skills were. And what I realized was having a family is not for everyone. For me, it like filled up my cup. It was something that I knew that I really wanted. I really wanted kids, like especially being around my kids, it fully recharges me. Mm. Like I don't drink, you know, I barely go out now. And so like actually spending time with my kids is my recharge. And I know that a lot of CEOs that don't have kids, you know, maybe they're finding that in other ways. And so it kind of like, it kind of balances out. It's not like I'm working less. I'm just working in a more intelligent way. It's every minute is so valuable and you figure out how to focus and how to get the most out of your time and, and ruthlessly prioritize your time like never before. But I would say it's, it's not easy. Like every day is a trade-off. Every day there's the mom guilt of either I'm not spending enough time with my kids or I'm spending too much time with the business or I'm spending too much time with the business, but I'm not spending enough time with the kids. And that kind of like mental discipline is also super, super important. You're an amazing example of you can do both. And it's so inspiring to me because there aren't many examples of women, you know, when they're pregnant about to start a family creating a business like this. So extremely incredible and inspiring. And um, you mentioned there that you grew up with your mom being the strong woman that does everything in the family. I can definitely relate. It's funny because my mom's side of the family is actually like historically from Eastern Europe as well. So. <laughs> Where are you guys from? Well, my mom's side, Holland. I'm a bit of like Russian in me as well. Like I have a bit of a lot. So her mom was also tough. Her mom's mom was also tough definitely like the leaders in the family. And I have decided that it is best for me intuitively to not necessarily be that one strong person in the family. But I often feel, and the reason I don't want to be in that more intense role in the family is because I just know, and it comes naturally to me. So it's not like it doesn't trust me. If I was, you know, not trying to limit it, it would just naturally come over. But I feel my best when I am in my feminine and that is still incredibly powerful in its own way. And I want to be a powerful feminine energy or be in that powerful feminine energy. But I also want to be able to give my partner the opportunity to, you know, hold space for me and do things. And I want the kids to be able to ask like, Oh dad, can we go do this? Growing up, 
I didn't ever ask my dad if I could go have a sleepover. He didn't make any decisions in the house. <laughs> it was my mom. Mom, can I do this? Like I, it, it really was an unbalanced family dynamic and I don't want that. So mm-hmm. I guess what I'm trying to say here is like, and cause you also, we, we were having this conversation off air too, but how do you manage that like feminine masculine energy in the household with your partner? I feel like my relationship is better when that energy is more balanced. So it's something that I constantly struggle with and I've spoken about it on the podcast. So I know a lot of listeners do as well. Yeah, it's it's challenging. My husband and I are both entrepreneurs. We both started companies at the same time. More recently, he started a company in the nonprofit space, which was shocking to me. Like I was, that's not who I married. <laughs> and it's actually better. And I'm like, wow, this is amazing. Our kids can be inspired by like multiple paths in life. Mm-hmm. I thought we, him and I were going to do the same, you know, both be like tech entrepreneurs and battle it out together. And (laughs) instead he's like, you know, doing amazing things for the environment. And it's kind of cool. I'm like, wow, this is a really good example for my kids to see two people changing the world in their own ways. And it can really inspire them to do whatever they want. And I think it's just kind of how, how you look at it. I would say the masculine feminine shift is challenging when you have a successful company in a relationship. It's kind of a shift from, you know, old power dynamics Mm -hmm. and friends of mine and I always talk about it. I think we're all kind of learning together. And as you said, it's like, I, I started this company. I'd never seen women starting businesses and raising families and raising tens of millions of dollars and building billion dollar companies before me. It felt like a new path that I was forging. And now I'm seeing so much more of that, which is so exciting. And I think we kind of need to collectively like figure out how to, how that evolves and how that shifts in our relationships as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Even just acknowledging it and having these conversations helps, right? Like I will catch myself after I've had a long day of meetings. I've been in my more leadership, masculine energy. And then I come out of my office, which was in my home in the Bahamas where I live most of the year. And I go into the living room and, you know, Ben's there and I'm like, needing to mentally be like, okay, I'm in my cute, like feminine early mode right now. And I can like, you know, go cuddle up and be silly and have him decide what we're doing for dinner. Like sometimes you just need to turn the decision-making off, you know? So Kat, I really want to dive into these products for everyone that is so health obsessed that listen to the show. Most of us are incredibly focused on the quality of what we put into our bodies. Like I call myself a qualitarian. So for whatever I consume, like I'll eat it if it's super high quality. So it seems like you're also a qualitarian in your own right, especially with the supplement space. And I guess before we dive into this, I want to share with you my experience with supplements because for years, I always thought that it was just so unregulated that it was just a risk to take supplements. Like I really didn't trust it. Like I knew how unregulated everything was because I did a lot of research on health and there was never up until I found Ritual, a brand that like was extremely standout when it comes to like a multivitamin and like, you know, support for women's health. And um, I had a bit of trust issues, I think at the beginning because this industry, like I don't even know what's in like the capsules. Like, am I eating plastic? Like, I don't even know. So I had serious trust issues and I didn't really consistently take a multivitamin. I'm like, you know, I can't see the results right away. So, you know, that whole theory about like 
painkillers are more profitable than, you know, multivitamins or whatever, because it's like you need that instant gratification. Mm -hmm. But obviously health is all about consistency and habit. So I guess I fell into that trap of like, oh, nothing's wrong. So I'm just not going to take anything. But for the past, I've told you consistent months, I've been taking your probiotic and your multivitamins for women every single day. And I just feel better. And I don't like, tell me why I want to know the science behind it. Number one. And number two, I want you to call out the rest of the supplement industry <laughs> about how crappy all the BS is that they put into their products. Because like me, I think a lot of people have trust issues with this industry. You're right to be skeptical. I often kind of joke and say that like this business is for skeptics by skeptics. And I would say like your qualitarian is my skeptic. And I was just shocked. Like every twist and turn of creating this brand and these products, I've learned more and more about things that I personally don't want in my body. I don't want in my family's body. I don't want in my friend's bodies. Mm -hmm. And while the industry is regulated, we believe at Ritual there needs to be even more regulation, more oversight. I think it's not fair for consumers to have to question if something is safe or if something is effective. That should be the baseline. That should be the mm -hmm. standard. And so you questioning what's in your capsules is something that I was questioning when I was creating our very first product, you know, driving to different manufacturers and flying to different manufacturers and realizing that they had no idea where their ingredients were coming from, whether it was gelatin from hooves and highs or what animal products they were using in, in those capsules to even fish gelatin when they had to go and talk to someone, you know, far away to figure out where the fish was being sourced from. And I was like, that's it. I've had it. We actually mm -hmm. use cellulose in our tree bark and we've actually invested in our own technology for almost every single one of our capsules. That's a the, huge amount of effort and yeah. money. Like we have a patent. Oh my and we're, gosh. We're working on several other patents as an immigrant. That's the thing my parents are most proud of. <laughs> <laughs> not the, not the nine figure business, but the fact that I have a patent, you know, it's like, wow, wow. that's super sciencey and cool. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. But it is, it isn't yeah. just is, you know, it, and, and how it gets into the body actually matters. So it's not right. just the absorption is different because, and I love a lot of your, anyone listening, if you go to Ritual's website, you can see their capsules look quite different to anything else mm -hmm. you've ever seen. There's like a mini one inside of one, like that's so new. Mm -hmm. Tell me about that. So we, first of all, think about the ingredients. I know where my kale is coming from. I go to the farmer's market every weekend and, and I know, you know, where the chickens are playing for my kids because they eat chicken. I don't. I know where the food ingredients that I'm putting in our family's body comes from. My biggest question when I started the company is like, why can't I know where the ingredients are coming from that are in my supplements? And why is nobody asking this? And, and when I started asking people, I'm like, where does your D3 come from? They're like, I don't know. I just buy this orange bottle with the brown cap and it's D3. And I'm like, that's crazy. You're taking this for your health every single day. And yet you're questioning, you know, is your beef grass fed and grass finished? Why don't you care about this health product? And so that was like kind of outrageous to me. And that's why on our site, we created a hundred percent traceable ingredients and hundred percent traceable supply chain where you can see every ingredient down to even the supplier it's like baseline that matters. Another reason why this matters is heavy metals. So that's been a really major yeah. issue that almost no one is talking about. You know, a lot of us are plant-based eaters. We think we're doing something healthier. Mm -hmm. We're consuming botanical supplements. And then you see a study that has thousands of people and, and their heavy metal 
results are elevated, you know, 10% higher than people that aren't. And so plant-based, yeah, plant-based or botanical supplements, people that are taking botanical supplements, it's like ingredients matter. Why aren't we looking at ingredients and supplements? We Mm -hmm. have to be. That is the evolution of this industry. It shouldn't be a commodity. So that's like point blank and and why it matters. I think heavy metals are a really good example. There are no health protective measures when it comes to heavy metals in this industry. So you do not know what you're consuming really. And then how does it work? Does it actually work in your body? And so I think the challenge is you wanted me to call out the industry. So I'm here I am doing it. But as a consumer, I'm like, does this work? And you're like, you love our, our probiotic. And part of it is we're using clinically studied ingredients and clinically studied dosages that match clinical studies. But we also have encapsulation where you think about probiotics, a lot of them get destroyed by the stomach acid. We talked right. about capsules, but a lot of them get destroyed. And so we have a special capsule that bypasses the stomach. And we ran a study that it gets released in the colon, which is the ideal place for them to thrive, for the bugs to thrive. And that matters. Similar to a product we just launched in the sleep space, what we saw was our consumers were having such a hard time, not just falling asleep, but staying asleep. And we're like, okay, when you look at at melatonin, again, super shady category where you have studies showing that nine out of 10 melatonin gummies don't meet the label claim. They're way over, sometimes over 300%. Melatonin is an interesting one because you have people that were taking large doses more than they thought of melatonin, and then they were being knocked out, but then they were waking up in the middle of the night. And so what we found was that the delivery technology can make a huge difference. So mm-hmm. you release melatonin throughout the night that mimics your body's natural release. And what we've right. seen is people are like, I'm getting text messages to be like, this is the first time I've slept in like years. And so it's pretty amazing that A, ingredient traceability and quality matters. So we source our melatonin from Italy and it's a pure form, but it's also how it's being delivered in the body that matters. I can go into beauty as well because that I thought we would never create a product in that you need to try our Hyacera product. So this is for skin hydration. It starts with hydration, but it's also around fine lines and wrinkles. We just completed a human clinical study on that as well. And wow. the reduction in, in things like crow's feet is just astonishing. Tell me more about the before and afters that people can expect, whether that's from a beauty perspective or from a general health perspective. And then how quickly does it take to actually start seeing and feeling the results? Because I also think that's such a motivator for someone like me who can be inconsistent with taking supplements. Yeah, so the the time frame is 90 days. And what's interesting is that your body is actually made up of hyaluronic acid and 50% of it is in your skin. And as you age, that goes down. And so it makes sense that, you know, people are obviously applying hyaluronic acid topically on their face. It has a really great impact. Like, why wouldn't you be ingesting ingesting it? The problem is in this ingestible beauty category, it's really hard to find clinical evidence, clinical studies on a lot of ingredients or products. Mm -hmm. We have 20 scientists on our team and I know our team was super skeptical to go into the ingestible skincare space. I was too. I'm like, mm. ugh, shady, you know? But, but you found a science that works. <laughs> yeah, we found science that works and we're really proud of this product. So within 90 days, it does work to hydrate the skin, but people also will see a reduction in fine lines 
and wrinkles. Well, that makes they sense, may right? Stay away if it's being hydrated, that it plumps the skin. Yeah. So do you take that every day because your skin's glowing? <laughs> I do. I didn't sleep last night, so it probably impacts. You really impacts. can't tell. You look great. So I was also asking you off air, can you, because you have s- such a range of supplements, you know, can you take all of them at once is what I asked. So maybe share that with the audience because they might be an- asking the same question. Yeah, I would say we have less products intentionally designed than most other brands. We've taken our time really creating best in class products across every category And they are meant to be like a puzzle. And I would say it's like you start from the foundation, which is the multivitamin. And we have multivitamins both on the prenatal, postnatal, and then kind of 18 plus men's and women's side. Those are meant to fill the gaps in your diet. They're not meant to replace your diet. And I think that's an important distinction. Why is it important to take a multivitamin every day? I think it's important because most of us are actually lacking in essential nutrients. And I think before we reach for even some of the other products we have at Ritual, I think it's important to fill those gaps. Vitamin D is a really common one. Over 90% of people aren't getting enough vitamin D from, from their diets and their lifestyles. On that note, we ran a human clinical study with a leading university around our multi for women 18 plus. It was also peer reviewed and published. But what was interesting there, I was so worried We started recruiting throughout the year, but we finished our recruiting in the summer. I was like, oh, in the summer, everyone's going to have great levels of vitamin D. And no, most people still had insufficient levels. And so it's really interesting that I do think as a culture, we kind of, we do like reach for some of these more targeted products, which we now have at Ritual, but we really like multivitamins is the the foundation, it's the baseline and it's, it's really important to your health. Gosh, like <laughs> there are so many things I'm sure that these supplements help you with that yeah. because there's no trial behind it, you can't really say, but what can you say is the question. I would say it's pretty remarkable when you have insufficient levels of certain nutrients and you fill those gaps, what you feel and how you feel. And I would say that is a baseline that everyone should be taking. It is like kind of an insurance policy for your health. And I would start there. It's actually like my personal philosophy is before I reach for like caffeine or something like that, I'd rather drink a a lot of water. Mm -hmm. Or if I'm feeling low energy, like I want to do a a, kind of an easy workout, but just shifting like my mental space through that way and really investing in, in the basics and the foundational elements of your health, I think are essential. And then I would say like, I could speak to specific benefits on the targeted products, obviously, our symbiotic, which is a pre-pro postbiotic. Has oh, so the probiotic that I was mentioning that has pre-pro, like tell post. me more about that because this is, everyone knows they should be taking a probiotic, prebiotic, whatever. Tell me a bit about this yeah. one because it is so interesting, the science behind it. And I know that you, you know a lot about that. So please. And that's probably the most fascinating category is the microbiome and, and gut health is just so We're learning new things every day. And what was challenging in this category for us was there was so much hype and there were so many strains that were unstudied. So Mm -hmm. we found two of the world's most clinically studied strains and then delivered them into the body, which I think is lacking in the category a lot. I can't think of any other brands that do it the way you do. So it's not just those strains at the dosages that match the clinical study, but it's like, are they actually being delivered into the colon 
not destroyed by the stomach, you know, and that's really important. Then we also have a prebiotic. It's a pre for pro and it destroys bad bacteria in your stomach. And then lastly, we have a postbiotic and that's the new frontier in the category. People often just talk about probiotics. Sometimes they talk about prebiotics, but not a lot of supplements actually have postbiotics and that really fuels your gut lining. And so we think about all of that kind of holistically. So we were one of the first companies to actually put that in with the probiotic and prebiotic. It's a lot of words, <laughs> but it, it's it's fascinating. So why is it important for your microbiome to be balanced and healthy? The microbiome is responsible for so many things in your body, including- the serotonin, right? Yeah, every, like so many things. That's insane. Like 70% of your immune system is found in your gut. And it's oh like, so gosh. it actually impacts your immune health too. But that's not, you know, that's a kind of one of the benefits of the product. We really were focusing on digestive health. We saw that our consumers were dealing with gas and bloating and some of these bigger digestive issues as we face in America, no matter what we eat or do. IBS. Yeah. Yeah. And so the biggest claims and the biggest impact that we're having is, is on the side of gas and bloating and people within two weeks are, are really seeing a change in their digestive health, which is huge. And then the last big product I'd want to touch on here is why did you create your protein? Like there was obviously a gap in the market. You talked about the heavy metals. Tell me more about your protein. It actually tastes delicious for being very clean. You know, usually you find these proteins that have the right ingredients, but they don't taste good. You've really found that perfect mix. I would say that's probably our product with the biggest cult following. It's like the one we don't really invest marketing in much, but it has this crazy cult following, I think because of the taste that it is something that it just like improves the smoothie that you're making, or you can just toss it with coconut water. And it just has this really clean taste. It's 20 grams of complete protein, but it's also sugar-free. So it feels very like guilt, you know, like guiltless and you feel satiated. And I would say why, like, why did I go into this category? I saw the protein industry the same way that I saw the multivitamin industry. I wanted us to set a new standard and the protein industry was interesting because you had whey products, animal products, but then you had plant-based products and the plant-based products, as I said, I think, you know, had issues with things like heavy metals, that's not mm-hmm. something people were talking about. And and the sourcing really mattered. And so I partnered with our chief scientist. I was trying to recruit him at the time. He had a lot of experience in this category. He's ex-faculty at Harvard Medical School and PhD in physiology. And he's like, I see what you see. Let's do it. And so we created a plant-based protein that's clean, but it has a complete amino acid profile. And it also won the Purity Award by the Clean Label Project, which is a safety certification. It tests for over 200 environmental toxins and harmful chemicals. And at Ritual, we really believe in third-party certifications. It's like the ultimate proof point. So that was really important. And it's amazing taste. And as a mom, like I don't have time for anything. I want to just shake it up in a shaker. Like, you know, I see guys at the gym doing and I want it to taste great. Mm -hmm. And that was the goal. Wow. So what are the top products that you would recommend people start with? 
which ones are you not the most proud of, but the most adamant on people really needing as just a foundation? Obviously, we spoke about the multivitamin. Yeah, I love our multivitamin for women 18 plus. I think it's the best case study for how we're changing the industry. It now has a peer-reviewed and published human clinical study with a leading university. I would say it's like the creme de la creme of multivitamins in that's probably my go-to product for most women that are, you know, pre-menopausal. And, and then I think if, if you're going through menopause or, or you're post-menopausal, then we have a, another multivitamin as well. That's the foundation. Like most of us are lacking in key essential nutrients. Like why not fill the gaps every day? I'll be honest, like you're not going to feel something profound by taking a multivitamin maybe the way that you would if you have, you know, digestive health issues and you're taking a symbiotic plus if you're experiencing gas or bloating, like I would look into our symbiotic plus and that would be my other kind of, you know, not as, I wouldn't say the symbiotic plus is essential, but it's definitely been essential for me. We recently also launched our omega-3 product. That I took right before recording this. <laughs> what are the benefits of taking this? Yeah, so omega-3s are, especially EPA, DHA, are really good for brain and heart health. Omega-3s are foundational and, you know, we're obviously not getting enough from our diets, especially in the U.S. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's especially if you're a plant-based eater, you're not like consuming yeah. fish and not enough fish. People are not consuming enough fish. And, and, there, and the fish industry is a whole other topic that would be a separate podcast. But it's pretty amazing. It tastes amazing. Like it's like the best tasting omega-3 I think I've ever had. I love I've your capsules had. because like they are slightly soft. So like they don't hurt going down. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like whenever I've taken other capsules, I hated taking pills before. With yours, I take them like all together very <laughs> easily, which is kind of rare. Yeah, that's part of the, I mean, they all have different essence. We put essential oils in the tab and I just wanted to change the way that people interact with the products they use every day, especially multivitamins. Like how do you elevate your vitamin routine from a routine to a habit to a ritual, something that you... Or like looking forward to every day, you know, and that's what ritual is to me and so many, you know, millions of customers that we've had. For me, it seems like the products speak for themselves because you have so many repeat customers and a huge cult following. So pause. Yeah, I'm very cautious about the, about the claims we make. I think that yes. is really important because there are, I think a lot of people think the industry is not regulated. It is regulated. It's just about following the rules, right? And I think it's not making claims that you can't back by clinical exactly. studies and in evidence. So that's super important. I think it's being real with people. Common theme. Well, Kat, you have been so inspiring in this episode. And I want to say thank you for also giving my audience a massive discount off of Ritual to begin their ritual journey. So for everyone listening, if you would like to try Ritual's cult following products, go to ritual.com and just use the code Mimi30 at checkout for 30% off your first month. And you can cancel at any time your subscription of incredible high quality supplements. <laughs> Thank you, Kat, so much for coming on. And where can everyone find you before you go? Everyone can find us at ritual.com. We're also in Whole Foods and Target and Amazon now. Wild. 
Incredible. And then what about your personal Instagram? If you oh, wish. Man. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're at ritual on Instagram. And then my personal is cat and kale, I which I that. came up with like when Instagram was formed, what, whatever year that was, what, 2008? A wellness gr- girl oh, from day one, really. <laughs> so embarrassing. <laughs> no, I love it. It's okay. I, uh, I'm not going to share my old usernames. <laughs> thank you so much, Kat, for coming on. And thank you everyone for listening. Thank you. That is all the time we have. Thank you so much for listening. Please don't forget to follow, subscribe, or leave a rating. This really helps the show and it helps us bring you more of the conversations that you crave. Bye for now.